Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games. Now, that's Tim Rogers' thing. Uh, my name is Steven. This is the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 204, going live Ooh. for our patrons January 5th and everyone else January 7th. Joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steve. How are you, Steve? <laughs> it's been a crazy 2022. Oh, my God. So, we're recording this uh, four days into the year... That shall go down in history as 2022. Uh, what's happened to you, Steve? Why are we? Why are we so distraught? Mm, well, there. I went to a funeral today, mm. so that's that's a thing. My, my condolences. My is it my grandfather-in-law? I don't know. My wife's grandfather. So that was that was just hectic, and then there was just other things surrounding it with family and all that stuff, and it's just been kind of a crazy time. Also, before all this, like my wife was sick for like two weeks, and we thought it was COVID. And it wasn't COVID, just turned out to be a sinus infection, but she's still sick as hell. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> just been, hasn't been like the most relaxing holiday, that's for sure. So we're trying to think of something to do this weekend where we're mm-hmm. just like, okay, we can just relax. Like, what can we do? And then Duck Ford shut down the province. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's a, uh, you know, that kid's book, it's like Alexander's No Good, Terrible, Dirty, Rotten, Very Bad Day. You know that one? No, I don't know. Well, it's that title, but for you in the past yeah. month, uh, it's been a it's been a hot minute since we recorded. I think our last episode went up the second week of December. But uh, in the time in between, uh, there's been a lot of news and events and jobs, which we will get to on the next episode. This week, though, Steve and I want to take some time and uh, because this is our podcast, reflect on our favorite <laughs> games from the year that was 2021. Uh, as well as announce the categories for the Game of the Year polls, which will be running uh, in January this year instead of December for gestures at all the reasons above. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, we'll be uh, doing that for two weeks, get a normal episode in between, and then reveal all the winners on the episode two weeks from now. Sound good? It works out. Yeah, it works out because this is what I didn't tell you before the show. This is my pet peeve. It's when when there's like a Game Awards show, but... Because they like do it in November or whatever, it includes December of previous things, like how Cyberpunk was nominated for some keys, and yeah. how actually it was nominated for like a Steam Award as well, and like how those December and like Halo. I don't know what they're going to do with Halo because Halo won like won, best multiplayer game at the at the game. It didn't Awards, win best multiplayer it? game. I think it won best. It won the fan like vote. Fan, yeah, fan like vote. But fan the campaign. The campaign came out in December, so it's like it's like so qualifies it, again. So it I won that award the day it launched, and I was like, none of you finished the campaign. All <laughs> n- no, 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 I, none of you finished the campaign. This is just yeah. a pure bogus vote. So I like how there. It's just like it's 2021's over. Now we can do the game of the year thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to. I think it's because everyone wants to get in on like the shopping. Yeah. shit everyone's looking at like the top game so then when they google like best game of 2021 they like jeff Keeley's face comes up with fucking death loop or whatever game one i forget i forget what game one. Oh, it was uh it takes two so it was, oh yeah so, <laughs> so i already I, forgot that, that was such a surprise <laughs> I, know. I know um so i like that it, we're just doing 2021 i agree and and it's out that's my way of justifying the fact that we missed it because we didn't do that last year. So no, whatever. last year we were, we were more on top of it. And, and I remember last year there were games like launching the first week of January too, like 
couple of Canadian indies that we wanted to highlight. Um, but no, this year all happening in January and, uh, yeah, I guess, well, I, I'm still filling out the poll, which will be live by the time this goes live for regular listeners, January 7th. So check that out. We're going to tweet about it, post in the discord, of course. And the other thing about that, Steve is I, I don't like, and it's something I've increasingly felt, uh, that the games industry like the 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 week a game is done for the most part unless it's a live service game just like it's the meme of them throw from toy story of him like dropping woody on the floor it's like i'm done with this and like uh. moving moving through games at that pace is just unhealthy because you know i want games to like movies or books or, well movies are getting this way too but like i want us to be able to talk about things longer than a week uh mm. and, and like i want us to play 2021 games for a while because there's a lot of good ones and i missed a bunch and the conversation about these games released in this year hopefully extends past 2021 or else what's the point of doing any of this so yeah i think just anything that pushes back on that like very in the moment very focused on the release schedule and you know bootlicking to game company schedules uh anything that pushes back on that i think is good i mean Um, there's very few games i play at launch now and yeah because I, I just don't have the time i'm trying to like catch up that so. and i i've shifted my game purchasing habits into the used game market in a way that's probably saved me thousands of dollars since 2019 but uh <laughs> that's also something i uh, increasingly want to do like i think i bought maybe three or four games new this year uh and that's like 400 bucks uh, like phys- so. like physical I'm trying to think. I picked yeah, up some like, indies. Oh, indies like, don't count, Steve. That's like oh, okay, your, your coffee on the way to work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, we're going to do a couple different categories for our personal uh, little discussion mm-hmm. here. Uh, and then I'll go over the categories for the polls we're running at the end of the episode. But why don't you hit me with category number one? So category number one is the game that we want to get back to. As we were just saying, mm-hmm. you know, we want to bring this discussion out from just the first week a game comes out, even if it's not a live service. You know, we're all busy individuals. Um, sometimes you can't play the game when it first comes out or whatever, or you get sidetracked by another thing because we're all just like looking at shiny objects. Um, we do do that. So I just so just the game that you're like, you know, this this is a banner. I can feel it. I don't want to enjoy it, but for one reason or another, maybe a grandparent died. You mm-hmm. you couldn't play more of it. So, um, I'll, do you want do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first, or what's the? Um, you this you proposed this category, so I, okay, I want to hear what, what you got for this one. Also, <clears throat> the kitten has escaped. Give me one minute. <laughs> oh, which kitten though? You have like three. May. Have like oh yeah. Also, we got three cats now. But um, no, yeah, May has. It, it's been interesting, like the way she escapes the bathroom because uh, she has kitten or kennel cough so she's not allowed to see her other cat for 10 days i'm surprised you guys were even allowed to take her then yeah the as long as we could quarantine if we couldn't then we wouldn't be able to also apparently like no the reason it i remember now they let us is because they assume every cat at the shelter has kennel cough just because like you can't control it just the way like Mm. shelters work just assume every like when they adopt even a healthy cat they just assume it has kennel cough Mm. um and so but she is sneezing a lot and like was having like liquid from her eye but whenever oh. she escapes the bathroom she like gets to the end of the hall and then stops and looks around and then i pick her up and then she 
gets the end of the hall, turns left, and then stops and looks around. And she infecting so she, your entire cat population while you're telling us the story, by the way? No, no, no. Terry got her. Don't worry. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. But um, she... She gets like a she gets like to an intersection ahead every time and then stops because she mm. is like doesn't know the apartment. So like every time she runs out, I know I'm gonna have to run a little farther before she stops to figure out where she's going. So she's made it all the way to the living room and then she stops in front of the cocktail and he's like, oh, I don't know where I am now. And then I grab her. But yeah, she just uh, each time makes it a little bit further in her escape. <laughs> and this cat is very smart and um, how long how long's the how long's the quarantines the covid it's two up weeks on saturday or? yeah no 10 days uh seven days. of which without any coughing uh, uh i see and, and has she done coughing now just yeah sneezes? yeah just a couple sneezes and we think that's related to the other thing kittens are very stupid about is you can't give them clumping kitty litter or they eat it and then it clumps in their stomach and they have to get their stomach cut open and it removed or they die uh so we had to get them uh gravel uh kitty gravel oh, litter, which, because of the gravel exactly yeah it's just dusty it dude our bathroom right now is like ground zero you know like it's <laughs> it's bad <laughs> um all that to say what is the game canadian oh are we doing canadian for these categories yeah of course we are yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh that screw release in screw other 20- countries no other countries exist uh canada doesn't even exist that released in 2021 that you want to get back to steve I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a quick honorable mention to Tribes of Midgar. This sort of ties into how we're going to have a best ongoing section because mm-hmm. um, they, they just released season two and they got like an update coming in mid-March or whatever. So I'm going to give a, a, a quick shout a out. A runner-up. Runner-up. Um, but for me, it's Witchwood, which just came out December from 9th. Alien Trap. Uh, it's on most things, I think. Switch, PS4. Yeah, they did the, the shotgun launch. I'm very impressed by just hit so I played platform. like, yeah, I played like an hour of it and enjoyed it. Um, and you're basically a, I'm trying to remember because it's now, I played it like when it, very quickly after it came out launch and haven't played it since, but you're basically playing a thing and you're, um, or a person and you're mixing and brewing different potions to kind of solve different puzzles. So you're kind of trying to solve like environmental puzzles to make potions to kind of keep going forward. And I, I forget the story. I forget the reason why the the UI and everything like the, the, the animation's like cool. It's it's um it's like cartoony and but like also violent because like you have to like trap a bird and just like the bird explodes into just blood. Um, so it's really really cool. I just again it's one of those things where some hectic shit came up and I just I haven't really been even playing that many video games in general and this is one that I was enjoying. I like their I like Cryptarch for from them previously it's a completely different game but i just mean like in general i like this dev um and uh yeah i'm, I'm excited to kind of dive back into it it's basically you're making a bunch of potions and um ain't nothing wrong with that so which would with again, a y yeah. specifically yeah w-y-t-c-h wood alien trap <coughs> in Toronto. trana and so Trana. yeah just uh came out what'd you say december december 9th late late addition to the canadian game roster i know again that's one that would be pushed to the next year or whatever right let's do mm. so <laughs> if um, this was a, a lame award show like the keelys yeah, the keelys this is the stevens though stevie's correct stevie oh that's good i should like that thank you um, write that down steve <laughs> <laughs> get the domain um so yeah i'm gonna give it uh give a shot give it to witchwood Yay! Definitely, uh, and definitely in the next like couple. Now the things are coming down. Ne- definitely in the next like couple weeks, I'm going to be playing, and maybe even by the next podcast. Which what uh, what about you? What game are you looking to get back to, Stephen? 
So it's Nuts, Steve. Nuts released Ooh. earlier this year. One of the developers is in Montreal, Pole, uh, but it's mostly an international team. The publisher's in Saskatoon. So there's enough Canadian here uh, that I want to count it for this category. Um, Pole, I also learned, just raging communists. So it's been a very fun following them on Twitter. That's unrelated <laughs> to the uh, nomination, uh, let me assure you. Uh, Nuts is a first-person, uh, very similar in feel mechanically to firewatch but visually the game alternates between very sharp color palettes of like contrasting colors like purple and yellow or red and green or orange and blue and you're in the woods uh working for a university tracking squirrel populations uh and around the it's kind of functions like again like i really feel the inspiration of firewatch in this game and i love firewatch the -hmm. game takes place over like several days and like days jump uh and and as you start the project and and you're setting up these cameras that you leave in the woods during the day you go into your trailer and then at night you watch the cameras uh and so it's kind of like there's some puzzles puzzle solving to it because you're trying to like find the homes of these squirrels so where you position the angles of the cameras and like where you catch them going on tape uh, gives you clues about where to put the cameras the next day to try and get closer to the site or even discover this the nest uh, that day. Uh, but it becomes very clear that the construction company nearby is up to something. Um, who knew that construction doesn't really care about endangered species or uh, destroying whole ecosystems of animal populations? Uh, so I think there's something more below the surface here. I really want to to get back to and figure out it was also the first game i played on the steam link that my friend jake sh- sent me shout out to jake so i just had an xbox controller plugged into my uh tv and was just playing this really pretty game on my, my nice big tv and i was like wow this is great uh and it feels short like i felt i felt like within that one session i got like probably 33 percent to halfway to an end but i'm not sure and i guess that's another reason i want to go back to it but yeah nuts uh published by ooh, noodle cake noodle cake out in saskatchewan i think right yes and the developer list on steam is cool it's just all their first names which is pretty badass nice yeah i have it on switch and i think actually yeah you can throw that into my honorable mentions too because i definitely played a little like maybe like a half hour of it and uh it just didn't click with me right away but maybe it's one that i should uh give another Get another shot. Wasn't it also App Arcade? It was, too? which is where I started it and really yeah. didn't like playing it with the touch controls. <clears throat> I think I remember us having that same conversation. Yeah. Where it was yeah. just like, oh, touch is not the way to do this no. thing. But on but on Switch and with a controller, proper controller, it's a lot better. It is significantly better. So yeah, shout out to to Nuts. Uh, my pick for game, Canadian game I most wanted to get back to. Congratulations. <laughs> we need a better... Uh, Steve, category number three, CanadianEvs.com, personal, end of the year award show. Number two, two, what do you got? Um, Oh, this is, wait, sorry, we're doing what the award is? So it's it's most anticipated. Yes. Yeah, most anticipated (laughs) Canadian game doesn't have to be just 2022, just in the future, a game you know is in development in Canada slash with Canadians. What do you got? Going with Sea of Stars, um, which is a basically a Chrono Trigger JRPG inspired game from uh, 
uh, Sabotage Studio out of Montreal or Quebec, Montreal. I should have picked this. If you had put a gun to my head and you're like, what's Steve's most anticipated Canadian game? (laughs) I'd be mad at myself if I didn't come up with it. Yeah, it's from The Messenger, which is a great, great It's It's in the same universe, Steve. Did you catch that? I did, yeah. I, I heard that. So I'm I'm now on Media Blackout because I know they were part of the Nintendo Nindies thing or something. Mm-hmm. That's where they announced it was part of the same universe. Yeah, and so I saw that on like Reddit or some shit, but I didn't actually watch the tri- whatever they showed because they've already sold me. I didn't do the Kickstarter because I was like, because they already like smoked it. I'm like, they don't need my money. Like, they, it's true. They'll get it. Eventually. They'll get it day one. Yeah, they'll get it <laughs> yeah. eventually. I like doing the Kickstarters when it's like I'm helping this like succeed, but once this it's already succeeded, yeah. then I'm just like whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Chrono Trigger is like one of my favorite JRPGs. Game is dope. Um, this game looks like a proper successor of what you would think that kind of game would evolve into in 2022 mm-hmm. with um, you know with like modern tech and all that stuff and modern art and and what displays can do and all that stuff. Um, and the messenger is like one of my favorite Canadian games from whenever the hell it released. I forget 2018, 19, no, whatever. We'd have to be like 17 or 17. I played it on PS4, which I think it released later. So I think I played it a little bit later than when it actually, um, came out. And I still have to do the DLC too. So you can throw that in an honorable mention of, of <laughs> your, to your honorable to. mentions <laughs> list is getting a little big, Steve. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, sea of stars game just, Dope. I remember when it was first announced too. It was like announced in 2020, and I was like, "Oh my god, 2022 is so far!" Like, what the hell? And, Wait, um, is it 20? No, it's coming out 2023, right? No, I think it's 2022. No, I'm on um, I'm on their website, and it says holiday 2022. Now, you and I know that could very well mean <coughs> you know it gets delayed. However, it does say remaining platform announcements spring 2022. So, I mean. It's already announced for Steam and Switch. There's only like two other fucking platforms that can. (laughs) Okay, okay. Here's what I was thinking, Steve. Because on their Kickstarter, the estimated delivery for all of the like get the game ones is March 2022. So it must have got delayed Uh and we missed that. Interesting. Because I remember joking as we read it. I was like, March 2022. That's like two years away. I know. I remember remember that too. I'm like, I'm not going to Kickstart something that's like the earth will be melted by then. And we could still very well melt by then so it could by holiday this year we could we could make it happen yeah i believe in us um <laughs> i believe in us go justin so <laughs> so uh, yeah so it's, it's set for holiday 2022 maybe that was in the switch thing as mm-hmm. well when they announced it um but this game i'm just i'm stoked for it and uh messenger is great too you should go download messenger i think it was on game pass for a while i don't know if it still is but i bought it so like i just never viewed it because i'm bad at it <laughs> And no, I don't beat games because I, I hate games. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Sabotage Studio, the whole team over at Sea of Stars. I know you were, you were holding out for this one, but uh, well, well deserved. <laughs> what a shock. Steve, I'm going to split my most anticipated into two. Uh, <coughs> in the spirit of, of things, we'll, we'll get the AAA most anticipated out of the way early. Um, I keep forgetting the next Bioshock game is being made in Montreal. And few... Oh, yeah. Few franchises, Steve, have wormed their way into my disgusting brain to an extent that the Bioshock franchise has in a way that, like, these games do things I think are incredibly stupid and piss the hell out of me. That's not a real expression. And then they do things that I absolutely love in their storytelling and a lot of the way they they do uh, the, the character work. It's... 
it's gonna be weird to play a game not directed by uh, the the guy who who spearheaded it all. But the reason I'm hopeful even more so for Bioshock Four is because the best Bioshock game, Bioshock Two, wasn't made by that core team. Uh, and so I really think Bioshock as like a world is so ripe for people mm. with uh, different, you know, creative pulses, I would say, than, than Mr. Ken Levine to step into that space. And like, it's like my favorite Star Wars movies, not directed by George Lucas. You know what I mean? Like Bioshock's become that for me where it's like, it's a cool world. I want to see other people do stuff with. Uh, and so Cloud Chamber in Montreal, 2K opened that studio a couple years ago. Um, I've been following all the little leaks out of there uh, as the game development comes along. No huge, like, splash art or name or anything. Yeah, they haven't shown anything, right, other than there's a Bioshock game coming from this studio. Yeah. Like, that's so we have that official, like, uh, thing. And then we get, like, little tidbits. So, like, that Timu guy I like on Twitter who just farms uh, LinkedIn for information. Well, like, here and there is like, oh, I was a concept art- artist during pre-production on whatever. And so you're like, oh, so it's out of pre-production. And you, like, try to piece together with, like, you know, the red yarn on the wall. Like, figure out where the game's at in development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so most anticipated Canadian AAA Bioshock 4 name TBD. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I got to give it to, to the home team hero for most anticipated Canadian indie. I'm very excited to check out Tunic, Steve. The demos oh, I've been yeah. playing. I That's played soon, the, isn't it? Allegedly. And again, you know, it, big publisher. It's been delayed, I don't know, two or three times now. But um, they seem to be joking in their tweets that it's like, actually, this one, you know? Uh, hmm. I think that's March as well, because that was announced. That was the first announcement at the Game Awards, the Keeleys. March, I believe, 12th, or... Uh, I should have this ahead of time. Yeah. Coming soon, to though. Game Pass, too. March 2022, Pass. there you go. From Andrew nice. Shouldis, a.k.a. at Dicey on Twitter, located in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, oh. Quickly Down the road. One of the least affordable cities in the country. Thank you, Toronto. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for Tunic. The, the demo I played this summer, as well as during the Steam latest Steam Fest, were two different demos, which was cool. Like, a lot of work goes into these demos. Um, and there's you, a lot of... Uh, uh, sorry, did you, did you say thank you, Toronto, because of all the Toronto people come, moving around? And oh, dude, people, people are buying houses here without setting foot in them. It's silly. Yeah. That, yeah. When, um, when my wife worked at the bank, there was, there was always Toronto tech people coming in, just like buying houses without, you know, doing it, like looking at them. And oh, all you got to add it to your portfolio. Kind of, <laughs> all the bank people were getting mad at, mad at them. And like, cause we did it technically, but I quit my job and I'm from here. So Heather would kind of stress that. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, my husband's from here. <laughs> no, that, that definitely helps. <laughs> it counts. But then because everything's connected to my fucking phone number, I still have a six four seven number, so every time I give it, I just kind of I feel like I get a little bit of like. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. They don't do the area codes out here, so I give out a five one nine number, and everyone's like, "Oh, Ontario." I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> That's all you need to know." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Tunic. Uh, it's a fox. He's got a. It's a fox dressed like Link doing light Dark Souls, and I use light in the the L I T E sense. Uh, mixed with like OG Zelda open world boss design levels, dungeons, mm. overworld. It, it looks great. Some sort of weird rune based meta 
puzzle thing, kind of like Fez. There's a lot going on, Steve. I want to check it out, and I want to play it. It's coming to Game Pass. Um, Everyone should check it out. Steve, last category I want to cover with you tonight, our personal Canadian Game of the Year. That was 2021. Do you have a runner-up? Oh, I didn't even even think. Runner-up. The winner was just so clear, huh? The winner is clear. And so I was discussing before. the. So, no, I don't have a runner-up. Okay. I mean, I played some good games, obviously, but mm. nothing really, nothing really comes to mind. <clears throat> um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good game, but I don't know if I want to label it, you know, the second best or whatever. But um, for me, so the, so I was talking to you before this show. This, again, it's my show, so I do what I want. But this game mm. came out bef- before, but it was released this year on a new platform. It's a platform I first played it on. It also happens to be the greatest platform ever made, and that's the Vita. And the game is Russian Subway Dogs. You're killing me, Steve. <laughs> Why? So you know what? When I, when I put when I publish this podcast, I'm going to say Steve's game of the year, 2021, the PlayStation Vita port of Russian Subway Dogs <laughs> yes. from Spooky Squid in Toronto. Why is this your game of the year, Steve? It just—it's such a great arcadey platform. You played it. It's good. It's dare I say perfect. And I think yeah. this latest uh, version added the dog from um, like the "This Is Fine" it has a dog few, and yeah, it has a, a few extra ones. dogs or whatever. So yeah, it came to Vita, and that doesn't play into it. Just like your little communist buddy didn't play into your nuts thing. But um, <laughs> don't say it but like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I played. But I, this is just the first time I because he announced it for Vita like way back in the day, so like mm-hmm. I knew it was always kind of coming. And then with the Vita like dying, he managed to you know Mitchell managed to get the game in there as part of that last wave of games. Mm-hmm. And I think he even patched had to patch it afterwards because the trophies were a little bit bugged, which uh, is pretty funny. But um, it happens, dude. Trust me. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 arcadey platformer where you play as a dog you bark to scare people to drop their food or whatever and you collect the food meanwhile there's other dogs and other like hazards bears and shit like that single screen single screen there's a lot of humor in the game it's it's one of those you know you're trying to collect the high score there is like a quote-unquote story mode and there's a lot of humor in it too which is which is great the communist Um, cats kill me yeah and um it's just a lot of fun and i think like when i look back at the year i'm like that was probably the most fun I had at, at, in the Canadian game. And I think part of it, too, was that, I don't know if this is seen as a negative, but, like, I just didn't get crazy with it and get frustrated with it. Like, I got to a point where I got, you know, half the trophies, got a good, some good high scores, um, saw a lot of the content, saw, like, unlocked a lot of the things. And then I just didn't go crazy and try to get, and get angry with, like, trying to get high scores. I just, like, moved on. And so mm-hmm. when I remember, think of the game, I don't think, you know how like arcade games get, like you get really frustrated trying to get the high score and stuff like that. This, I never approached that for me because I just got to the point where I'm like, no, I, I feel like I've maxed my skills at this game. I don't think I'll do any better than what I'm doing right now. So I'm just going to like bounce. And, um, and it's like super fun. The controls are tight. And, uh, you know, maybe it might be a Steam Deck game in the new oh. year. Can't wait Steam, for Steam I'm sure it's Steve. I'm sure it's super cheap on Steam 
because it's been out. I think it's Dude, like I've got on Steam. Let's just we are we sharing Steam libraries yet? Because we should be. No, you've told me, and I and then I tell you that I never play Steam, and then that usually kills. Them. Not yet, because you don't have your Steam Deck. I know. When I get my Steam Deck, I'm all, well, I'm all okay. Well, you get your Steam Deck. We'll share Steam libraries. You can see if the Russian Subway Dog <laughs> Steam Deck port is as good as the PlayStation Vita port. Oh, I'm sure it's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom, roasted. Can't get trophies on it, huh? Yeah, no, exactly. So you can get Steam cards though. Yeah, who cares about those things? Um Russian Subway Dogs, man. I, it's one of my it's my favorite game of twenty twenty one. One of my not, like not even just Canadian games, like one of my favorite games this year. Like the game was dope when I was playing it. Um I got jump back just in. Nice hooray, hurrah, I guess, for the Vita. I didn't play any of those other games. So to me, it That's was it. like the last Vita game. Yeah. That is the the Vita Swan song in many ways. Yeah. Like, oh, gee, uh, I wonder what yours is. What okay, Steve. Runner-up. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> for, okay. for my Canadian Game of the Year, I want to shout out Lemon Cake, which came at us earlier in the year from Eloise mm. Game Dev uh, in Quebec. Uh, I really liked this game. Some Simple, cute, diner dash with a good art style and not free-to-play. Um, very fun uh, and not as stressful as diner dash. Like... There's always a couple customers milling about who you could deal with to like be more efficient, but I really feel like the experience works low stress unless people milling about not sitting down stresses you out. I don't know. For me, it mm-hmm. just I hit a perfect flow where like I'm like, oh, I could be performing slightly more efficiently, but I'm not, and I'm getting three stars, and I'm upgrading my kitchen every day in little ways that feel good, and you operate in three different screens that like you you the screen is stationary and then you push to the edge and it like moves the screen over there's the front of shop where you have like the window you can put all your baked goods in and then the tables people can come in and eat Uh, then the middle is where you have your three ovens and the kitchen almost kind of works like not quite like overcooked but you are actually like running around in a 3d space like putting things into ovens and you don't want to leave it in the oven too long etc and then the right screen is actually a garden where you grow the ingredients um it's really cute. Uh, they added a new character in minigame, according to this uh, Steam update, so I should jump back in. New bedroom and pets. All right, this has been getting a load of updates since <laughs> I've played. Best ongoing <laughs> game, then. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they actually just announced their uh, full studio name. I forget the name, mm. but Eloise Game Dev is no more, and they now have like a cool studio name. So I'm very excited for whatever they got coming up next. But yeah, Lemon Cake, uh, very good. Made in Canada, released this year. But of course, Steve, Game of the Year 2021 go to, to, goes to Daniel Mullen's Inscription, developed in Vancouver, or BC somewhere. I think it's Vancouver. We've talked a lot about Inscription. I've talked a lot about Inscription. You've ta- yeah, I haven't played it yet. I bought it. You there made you go. You're it. waiting for Steam Deck. I did make you <laughs> Steve, buy it. Steve I didn't make Deck. you buy it, Steve. You were like, uh, Steven, what's a Canadian indie that's less than this? And then I sent you Inscription. It was, uh, it was when I bought the Pikmin the pikmin uh walking app yeah you put some money on the pikmin go (laughs) or whatever yeah whatever the hell it's called whatever it's called um so i bought it and then again steam Steam deck Deck. Deck. dude i'm gonna clean up on steam deck i'm so excited for it finally i wonder because if it supports touch control actually i don't know if that would work anyway i'm sure inscription will work fine on the steam deck but what i love about inscription is similar to the way Undertale sort of was in conversation with the RPG RPG genre and directly like talking to players and designers about mm-hmm. like, hey, have you ever thought about how fucked up it is that people go into these games and make it a goal to kill everything to 
grind out XP and like get little pieces of gold we take to buy things to get better at killing everything around us. Uh, Inscription does that with card games. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of it goes over my head and I've listened to a lot of people who play magic and Pokemon and, and stuff like that who are like, wow, there's a lot in here that like you wouldn't get if you don't spend a lot of time in these like communities. Um, and I don't, so I didn't get any of that, but that said, what is there is so, so fun and so interesting because these characters in the game for just like not too much spoilers, there's characters in the game who are almost like talking about the best way to make the game and there's like one who's very interested in the story another very interested uh in the the pure mechanics story be damned um, which comes back into another conversation that happens in the game space about ludo narrative like ludo meaning story in latin and or ludo meaning play in latin sorry narrative meaning narrative obviously and it's like you you might have heard the expression ludo narrative dissonance uh it was a trophy in uncharted 4 for killing a thousand people uh which is a joke about how we're supposed to be empathetic towards this happy-go-lucky nathan drake character but if you sit for down for a second and think about all the people he brutally murdered oh he's a mass murderer it suddenly becomes (laughs) like this doesn't make any sense like like indiana jones kills like two people in that movie uh, and even that's kind of like, oh, the, the one guy was just trying to have a sword fight and you're kind of a dick. <laughs> well, the, it, joke, <laughs> the joke about the first Indian Jones movie is that like he does nothing about the plot because like everything would have happened if Indian Jones wasn't there. But anyway, oh, that's, yeah. that's the, point. the point. All that to say, Inscription is a game very, very interested in the mechanics <laughs> they're dealing with in a context outside of the game. Like, I'm excited. If, yeah. Yeah, not enough said. There, there, you like it's surprising to me that it hasn't been spoiled to you because there are moments in that game, Steve, that are huge spoilers, like game altering, massive things happen in that game. So if you can get it to your Steam Deck without getting spoiled, more power to you. But um, yeah, inscription. Yeah, I haven't. uh, I've only heard like I have a lot of people are praising it and I just, I guess I haven't seen, which is funny. It's funny that I haven't seen that much like conversation about the game because it has like 40,000 steam reviews or whatever mm. on it and seems to be beloved, but I haven't really, I, to be honest, everything I hear about the game, I'm just like, how does that, like, I don't even talk, know what you're talking about. Like good, what you just good. explained. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck did you even just say? It's so a, I'm, I'm stoked to jump in. Did you beat it by the way? Cause I, know I did. You were, yeah. I finally beat it. Uh, um, yeah, and they actually just gamer. added a beta update on Steam. Oh, yeah. You, can you don't need the game it. to, you don't need the game to play, right? Or whatever. Oh really? Is I think you do. I think you do, but it adds a, uh, um, I, I downloaded this weekend and tried to play around for an hour. It's, it is super rough. Like, and this, the game opens with like, this is unpolished, broken, like this, like the point of this beta is to play test this feature, which is basically like an endless version of the game, the core mechanics, like just like an mm-hmm. endless version of that roguelike version of that. See how far you can get, um, called Casey's mod. Casey's a character in the game you'll, you'll encounter, uh, and yeah, it is as advertised a very buggy, uh, unbalanced uh, something they're working on. So I'm I'm interested in checking that out after all the nerds <coughs> in Discord have, have play tested it to shit. Uh, yes. Don't give away your your. Oh, I heard this one from. Um, oh no, Emil, uh, working in 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 Montreal, I think. Playber, playber, like labor with play in it, and I was like, hey, if you ever want me to to playtest any of your games he's like nah we don't believe in playbird and i was like oh that's a new one salut mm. 
Okay, because playtesting, and that's something uh, more of like a general thing for this year. Is I broke so many games this year, Steve. Like actually, like hard stop, have to quit the game and restart the save. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Psychonauts Two, Halo Infinite. Like so many times, and and I went to go report the bug, and I was like. No, actually, <laughs> you don't get this one. I have the clip. I can tell you how to make it, but uh, that's work. And you put a half a billion dollars in this game that won't function. So that's on PlayStation. Good. Isn't just a button though. You just send it. It is on PlayStation, but like on, on a lot of other apps, there are like for Double Fine for Psychonauts Two. They're like, oh, do you have a bug? Send it here. And like, and I, no, I, I got, I got it filled out, and I was like. No, it was the you know the at the end of Endgame where he's like, no, I don't think I will. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> that, that was me. I had all these bugs and, and I could repro them 100, percent which is the most important part of a bug. And uh, I was like, nah, this this one's for me. I, I did. It. I don't. Yeah, I never do that. I just I, I, if I get the message when like a game crashes, I'll I'll send it or whatever. But that's mm. just because it's just literally just I press it's just X. a bug. And sometimes yeah. I'm just pressing it because I'm just trying to get back into the fucking exactly. <laughs> Cool. Ah, well, well I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to play Inscription. Very, very excited. But uh, just gotta wait for the Steam Deck. February. Let's do it. I have it. Like, I, I, I don't have even it. know I about February, it. Steve. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to wait too long because, like, I do have like I I look at my Steam library and I'm like, fuck, I have like ten games on here that I at least want to play, and I mm-hmm. should. There's no reason I have. I'm on a computer right now as we speak, but mm-hmm. but you also work on reason. a computer, and like, I definitely yeah. like. I don't want to be at a computer when I get home. I want to sit yeah. at a 90 degree snap my neck angle on the couch and, and play a game on a screen. That's you know, bigger, bigger than also, my for shoulders. Me, it's you know just, I mean? For me, it's stupidly just about trophies. So. Oh yeah. I mean, that's okay. I mean, Dragon Slumber needs someone to make fun of and I'm not there all the time. So it's <laughs> true. Oh, that said, uh, join the discord and, uh, yeah, that's it. Games. We want to get back to nuts and Witchwood. most anticipated games, Bioshock four, Tunic. What was your Steve? Sea of Stars. Stars. Looks so good, Steve. And Game of the Year from Stephen Crane and Stephen Riley is. I already forgot yours. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the PlayStation Vita port of Russian Subway Dogs uh, and Inscription. Uh, I'll put all those with links to respective storefronts in the podcast description. And that is it for this episode 100 no 200 200 oh my god i'm tired steve and four of the canadiangamedevs.com <laughs> podcast oh lord let's uh let's wrap this one up steve you can follow all of us on twitter at canada game devs steve and i are in the thing steve already said bye so i'll say bye normal show next week with special right. guest adam boyce i'm gonna have to check that uh oh. so stay tuned for that uh and then winners of our polls which will be live sometime whenever you're listening to this uh, will also be announced in two weeks. And quickly before we go, the four categories for our 2021 CanadianGameDevs.com end of year polls are number one, Canadian Game of the Year. What is the best Canadian game developed released in 2021? Uh, not counting games that launched in early access or are still in early access. We'll give them a shot at this category the year they leave. Category number two, early access launch of the year. This is a new one for this year. 
uh, in conjunction with taking them out of game of the year. Uh, what, in your opinion, is the strongest launch in early access from a Canadian developer in 2021? Category number three, most anticipated Canadian game speaks for itself. What game being cooked up by Canadian teams, large and small, has you excited, even if you won't get to play it for a while. And our fourth category in our end of year polls is best ongoing Canadian game. What is your favorite Canadian developed game not released in 2021 that's still getting new content, new players, and lots of your time? These polls will go live, probably are live, as you're listening to this. Go vote. Please take part in the democratic process. So yeah, Winner that's it for Gagne. us. Happy 2022, Winner Gagne. Uh, thank you for being here, Steve. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. There are no guarantees. no guarantees in life. Not for the present, nor for the future. All I know is that I'm here, don't know for how long. Ain't that the truth? That's the best quote in weeks. It's World Braille Day and World <laughs> Hypnotism Day, which is very funny to me because you can't... If you're Hypnotism celebrating World Braille Day, <laughs> you're probably not <laughs> celebrating World Hypnotism <laughs> Day. <laughs> I know. That has to like be I'm, a perfect, Steve. Purpose. It's like a... These people are disjointed enough that we can we can just give them the same day. <laughs>